for Pete's sake. I'm Kat. And I'm Liz, and we're Chatting Catholic. We're self-study theologians of the domestic church. And we love reading what the Bishop of Rome has to say for himself. Hey guys, it's for Pete's sake. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy Happy Merry Merry. Christmas to you, Liz. I said that. (laughs) I said that. (laughs) Merry Christmas and happy all of the wonderful and some of them terribly sad days that are about to come. I sing the Coventry Carol on uh, the Feast of the Holy Innocents, and I bawl like a baby. And the kids are like, Mama, why you cry so hard? And I'm like, it's a Rachel's baby. <laughs> We've already established we're criers. It's fine. Everyone's just we're so used to it now. Yes. So anyway, we thought we could do something fun for Christmas so y'all could get to know us a little bit. Yeah, it's Christmas special. Christmas special. It's a gift for all of you. So one thing I know about Kat that I first, I've learned right when I first met her, Mm -hmm. I guess maybe we should start with how I met you stories. How did I meet you? Okay, so I had just reverted. And it was a hard time for me because I had been in a very anti-Catholic community. And so I lost a lot of people. My husband still was, you know, Catholicism was not a go. Anyway, there was this lovely Catholic woman who was trying to introduce me to all of her Protestant friends. Because so, obviously they would be chill with Catholics. They were her friend. And so she introdu- she's introducing them to me and she's like, there's this book club. You should go. And so here I am assuming that it's, you know, on the list of Protestant friends. And I heard about it through also the homeschool community. I saw this woman who was hosting a book club for young boys. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I'm so excited. So I got to Kat's house and all I knew about her was that she had a nine-year-old boy. I'm pretty sure he was nine at the time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my son was absolutely beyond thrilled to be going to a book club for young boys. And I get there and there's a crucifix (laughs) on her wall. I'm like, oh, she's Catholic. (laughs) Very much so. Did I ever tell you the story why Dominic started that book club? No. Okay, so um, we homeschool, obviously, but we were going to some homeschool classes. It was really great because then they could go once a week and do projects and be with other kids and not be like weirdo homeschool kids who don't ever interact with people. (laughs) So he was going there and he would come home crying every single week because he was the only boy at that school that didn't play video games and so he couldn't make any friends and I think one week they even asked him not to sit with them because they were talking about video games and he doesn't play video games like he likes a whole bunch of other stuff so I asked him I was like okay that's fine not everyone's gonna like you and that's okay we're gonna find your people like my job is to put you in a path where you find your people So I asked him what he wanted to do, and he's like, I would really like a boy's book club. And so I was like, done. (laughs) Mama is here. Like, I will set up a boy's book club. I'll send it out. I'll just email a bunch of, like, homeschool groups and see who, what boys like books. That's how that book club got started. The Reading Raptors is what they all voted on and named it. Which was adorable. Oh, it was. And then if there's anything you ought to know about Kat... So for this book club, she asked me to help her come up with books. And I was like, oh, lady, I love you. (laughs) Let me tell you about all of... I had literally printed out a list of favorite books to bring because she told people in advance to bring like a book that they wanted. And so I brought a whole list because I'm extra. That's why we get along. (laughs) But I am extra... 
Uh, I was going to say, but I am extra in a different way than Kat <laughs> because <laughs> she picked, I brought a whole list of books and she picked out Alice in Wonderland off this list. And so we come to the Alice in Wonderland. Every single one of her children and herself is dressed up as the Mad Hatter. Yeah. I think except her oldest daughter who is dressed up as yeah. Alice herself. She had to be Alice. She's the only girl. She has to be Alice. <laughs> Yes, and we walk in in our normal everyday street clothes, and I'm like, "Oh, I feel underdressed." No, you don't. And the great thing about it is, my husband's the same way. So, like, when he's here, it's super fun because, like, we're the family that will just put on a play. Or yes, you don't have a Mad Hatter costume hanging in your closet, ready to go. <laughs> Here, have a hat. I love it because you walk in and you're <laughs> oh like, wow, cat. And I go, oh, wait, wait, you haven't even seen my hat. And I put my Mad Hatter hat on and you go, it just keeps getting better. <laughs> it just, it did. It just kept getting better. It kept getting better and better. It was I amazing. am extra. I am definitely uh, very extra in a lot of things. Like, I like theme parties and I like. My daughter just had to do a diorama at school, and by golly, that was the biggest darn diorama we could come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, uh, Cat is Extra would probably be the first thing, since you can't meet Cat in person. If I could tell you one thing about Cat that you would know if you met her in person, the first thing would be Cat is Extra. The nicest thing. In the very best way. I have way. to tell one story about myself that someone said because I was like, I feel like I've reached a goal. So whenever I'm trying to think of things for like, okay, tell us about yourself. I always tell this story. But I was at a homeschool group and I met another woman and we had a really nice conversation. But like we didn't exchange contacts. We didn't really like, I barely got her name. Mm-hmm. So A few months later, she kind of reached out to me and she said, I got your name because I asked the other homeschool moms, there was this lady and she she's very Catholic and has a lot of kids, like very Catholic. And they were all like, oh, that's Kat. Yeah, that's Kat. They were probably (laughs) all like, she's extra. But um. But when she told me that story that that's how she found me, I was like, I feel like I've reached some sort of like goal in my life (laughs) there you go you didn't have to memorize all of the saints you did not have to you did not have to memorize the catechism just that woman was like the one with all the kids that's super catholic and she's like i have arrived (laughs) i have arrived (laughs) i wasn't even i wasn't even talking catholic it's just i just exude it i guess (laughs) yes yes all right so liz trying to think of a good one um, I honestly did not know that when we met was like within the fresh time of you reverting back. Because honestly, you talk to Liz and you're talking to a 60 year old theologian who's been doing this their whole life. <laughs> I had read. It took me two years of reading books. So I had only just reverted like officially, but I had been in the process of doing it for a while. And the hilarious thing is I didn't know that that's what I was doing. It took, it took a while for me to realize, like I was the last person on the train that was like, wait, I'm becoming Catholic. (laughs) Oh goodness. Um, so you're the, you're the one. So if I'm the, 
extra Catholic with lots of kids, the way people would describe you to me before I ever really met you was, oh, Liz, who likes books and does book clubs. That's how, because I was going to go to a homeschool mom book club and I was like trying to get information. They're like, oh, that's Liz. (laughs) Yep. Yep, I do. I have so many book clubs running all of the time because I'm always trying to get like, that's part of the reason I think like God was preparing me for this podcast because I'm just like, do you guys want to do a book club on it? This is not my first like papal encyclical book club. That's how I knew that you needed to read it to people because they couldn't be trusted to read it themselves. They just wouldn't have time. And I'm like, I'm causing women all of this stress. I'm just going to, you come to the coffee house and there will be coffee and I will read you the thing and then we'll talk about it. And that way there's no stress. Yeah. Don't stress. stress. No, but I love it because you're so right. And that, like I mentioned before about Bible studies, a lot of times I will do Bible study and Bible study. I don't ever just read something. I like the study. I like mm-hmm. the the deep dive, the elephant swim, if you will. So mm-hmm. so I love that you always invited me to things because I was like, I may not have time in my life for it, but that's definitely my style. You're definitely my style, Liz. <laughs> Woo! So random facts about us what is your favorite part of the christmas season i love advent i just love the whole thing i always make a joke every year i always say that it's so hard being catholic because advent everybody else is partying they're already at the party and we're not there yet and then we show up christmas night at midnight and we're ready to go and so we may we may be late to the party but we make that party last till the epiphany <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> I was going to say, some people go to Candlemas. One of the things I love Advent too, it's actually, Advent is my favorite yes. holiday, guys. It's not a holiday, but it's my favorite. Um, And I was trying to explain this to people who are just like, why do you get so sad about Christmas? And I'm like, it took me years to explain. And I was like, okay, just imagine to yourself. In October, all you heard out of every single radio ever was happy 2024 and all things on, my dear. And nobody was. And then like on Sundays at 10 p.m., you could go online and you could hear a children's choir singing Silent Night. And that was it. That was all you got for Christmas. Um, that's how I felt about Advent. It's like, as soon as it's Advent season, everybody's like, I'm holy jolly, but what what about come thou long expecting Jesus and candles in the windowsill and and getting ready? Like, what about all those things? Why are you doing them in November? Stop doing them in November. I know. We're there with you, Liz. We don't really decorate or do much Christmas stuff until... Well, really, we'll we'll start on the 17th when we start the O antiphones. So we'll start then. Oh, I love the O antiphones. Love them. That's why I love Advent. I just love every layer of it. It's just the prayers of the yes. Advent wreath and the O antiphones. Because it's not, it's not not Christmas. It's, it, it really is like experiencing a pregnancy. Yes. The first week of Advent, you're just, it's like the little flutters and you're, and you're kind of questioning, you, you know, you go back and you take another pregnancy test because are you sure? <laughs> is it really coming up? 
<laughs> yes. And then, and then you kind of hit your stride in the second trimester and you're getting things decorated and you're getting cookies made and you're freezing them and you're writing out your Christmas cards. But then you get to that last week and you're just like, oh, all I can do. All I have left of me is just to sit and realize that Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. That's all that's left. That's all that there's energy for. And it's it's so much like being, you know, 38 weeks pregnant and you feel like a cow. You feel like a cow. You feel like somebody who <laughs> ate a cow. But all you can do is sit and just wait for that baby. And that's what the last week of Advent feels like. Like, I'm doing the O antiphons. I'm doing all of the Advent things that we've done so far. And it's and, and it's everything I can handle just to think about how Jesus is coming next week. And please let me not run out of scotch tape. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that. Especially, I know exactly what you mean. That's a great way to put it. Because since I am extra, like Christmas prep and things like that the week of are usually pretty crazy but I try to take that time of just just sitting yes and the thing is you can like offer up you know I'm I'm wrapping this present as a prayer for whomever mm-hmm. thinking about you know here I am wrapping a box and just imagining what it would be like to be Mary folding a layette did they have layettes <laughs> <laughs> probably not but you know you can imagine it anyway Thanks for joining us this week on For Pete's Sake. Find For Pete's Sake on Facebook and Instagram. You can find links to Fratelli Tutti and some of our sources in the show notes. See you next week. St. Peter or a Pro Nobis. Nobis.